Welcome to Kicking It Local, the podcast all about the football community in South Australia. I'm your host, Johnny Kecko, and Macron Sports Hub Adelaide are ready to provide your club, academy, or organisation with all its teamwear needs. For inquiries or online shopping, head to macronstoreadelaide.com.au. And this week, I am getting back to sharing the stories of the local game and of welcoming on someone who's very young, but uh, been in the game for a while, but only fresh into the broadcasting scene. I am joined by young commentator Seb O'Neill. Seb, thanks for joining me, mate. Yes, thank you for having me. Very excited to, to be able to do this and be a part of this. Looking forward to having you, mate, on here. It's um, it's very interesting to, to chat with you because I consider myself fairly new to the, uh, the commentary scene, but you've only been doing it for less than, well, not even 10 months yet, and you're only 17 years old, so you're 12 years younger than me, so you've got a you're a lot more on, <laughs> uh, on top of me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was a bit too late to the game. But, mate, you've done an incredible job. I want to talk about how that came about of you getting into the commentary uh, field and also how you found the experience because it can be a quite intimidating uh, area to get in, putting yourself in front of people, meeting new people. And it's not only you're meeting a 100 people, you're jumping into a, an, a community of thousands um, who are very passionate to the game as well and it's an opinions-based game. Everyone has their own opinion, um, and uh, we're putting our opinion right there in front of everyone's faces. But going to talk to you about that. Um, but uh, let's talk about football because I think that's one thing that we uh, we have in common um, is that love for the local game. Um, how did it all begin for you, mate? Because you're only 17 years old. So for me, I have to try and think back to when I was 17. That's 12 years ago. But for you. You're right here in the moment now, so it's a bit easier for you to go back to the uh, earlier days of your football life. How did um, you fall in love with this game? Yeah, well, pretty much my my whole family's been involved. The only person that hasn't played in my immediate family is, is my mum. My dad still coaches. One of my sister, one of my sisters still plays. One of my sister did play. My brother still plays amateurs, and I've played ever since I was two or three years old. Just constantly club ever since, and and that's pretty much how it's come about and just been sort of always been playing, always been involved in, in one way or another just with the game. When you played football, do you always have an aspiration to take that further down the track and try and make a professional career out of it? Or was it just a love for the game just to, to go out there, play, and just you knew there's something out there that's different maybe? Um, I always love playing. Of course, like whenever you're playing, your dream is to always, you know, playing in a stadium in front of 100 people, play for your national team, play for a club, but... But even even at my age, you get to a point where you're like, there's there's a point where you're just like, maybe I'm not going to get to that level. So you've got to find another aspect, which is what I found in commentating. So I can still play at a, at a low amateur level, but still be involved at a at a high level with commentating and still feel a part of that semi-professional environment. Well, commentating is obviously a massive uh, thing to do. How did you come across this idea of doing it? Because for me, it took me a long time to realize and build up the confidence to 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 commit to getting into radio. And then years later, my passion um, led me towards the soccer area. But for you, you're only 17 years old. What led you to, to to think about doing commentating? I've always thought that whatever whatever dream job I'd be doing eventually would be something in a creative space, something to do with 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 media or TV or something. So it was more to find something in that specific area. So I would always like make little home videos with myself. I do music sometimes, just all those little credit. I'm not very good at like visual arts and like 
graphic design, I'm shocking. But anything to do with with video or or media, I'm, I really enjoy it. It's where I'm in my element. So I thought combining the the two things I I enjoy doing and enjoy being involved in the most with being on with being like on TV and stuff and and commentating yeah. and football. Um, just really work well together. I just thought, yeah, it's probably the the best avenue to try and get somewhere where I can still be involved in football without having to to play and be committed to the fitness. Yeah, but if anyone's seen me play, which I only played in year eight and year nine for school only, um, very rarely started. I always came off the bench, and <laughs> the reason behind that, but oh, was shocking. But I loved had that passion. I still wanted to play, but I never got to. And now it's coming out in the in the commentary area. But it's a hard thing to do. I still no matter what I do, there's always those nerves, always that anxiety that you always have getting in front of people. Um, I always find it easier. The, the bigger the crowd, the easier it is for me. But um, now, not not early days, but for you, is, have you always had that confidence? No, <laughs> um, not not really. I've always been a very, uh, a very uh, close, I've always been very close to myself and not really too open with how I how I uh, express me and, and my own personality and talking. I'm, I've, I've never thought I've been a great public speaker. Um, so it, it was even a surprise for me when I started doing this. That I was like, once I started to, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not half bad at this. <laughs> like I can, I can do this properly and sort of that. So it's never, it's never really been a, a something that I've thought would be perfect for me, but it's just ended up working out pretty well so far. What do you believe? Was the re- the reasoning behind you being so shy as a kid? Um, honestly, not very sure. I was just very, I was just into my own very little little niche things. Like whether it was, I always seemed to to hop about doing from things to things. Like I, I, I would, I liked, I liked video games. I mean, I still do, but like I really liked video games. Then I liked doing music. Then I got into doing like more specific music stuff, like DJing, and then guitar. And I keep on hopping hopping about in between all these different things because I just need to keep myself distracted and find myself something new to do. And the same now, even with commentating, I've found that one thing, but this seems to be something that is that I can stick with and not just be like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop now because people rely on me now. I, c- I can't just stop doing this now. I know that it's, it's a job that I can I can keep going with. Yeah, there's, there's only two of us at once, or there's only about three of us at one stage. Um, and now there's a, the whole heap of people, which is fantastic. Um you gave me a bit of a rest this year as well because I was doing it every <laughs> week at one stage. It, I know what you mean because before I did this, I was doing a lot of different things. Now you're in football and you're commentating. Those moments, what 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 uh, what was it like for you to reach out to to Matt Mays? I'm assuming you reached out to him. What was that like for you to to do that and make that move? It's interesting because um, what what happened? It was uh it was i messaged the the i didn't message matt individually i messaged the league's account um on on my birthday um so when i turned 17 on my birthday i sent a message saying saying hey i'm interested something i think would be cool to do um and i think i'd be all right at it maybe and then a couple of days later got a message back just said to send in uh, a little a little example piece so i i think i was after round one, so I think I did twenty minutes of Adelaide United Youth versus South Adelaide, the game where they won six two. I commentated the first twenty minutes of that game and sent it over. Um, waited a couple of days, got impatient, then messaged, <laughs> double messaged, and then um, got back saying, uh, "Yeah, they were they were impressed, and if I wanted to to come and watch 
it was UN Antonis at Mobry versus Campbelltown one night to just have a look at see how how a match of the round broadcast worked that I could. So I, I did that, and then pretty much it all, it all went from there. Yeah, I do remember hearing that first audio of you. You could see that hear the potential um, in you. So, and it's always different when you're jumping in blind like you did to that game and uh, commentating from the outside and trying to to sound um, normal and natural when it's uh, not not at the um, not at the game or doing the whole thing like a normal broadcast, especially for your first time. You've, we've spoken a little bit off air how you were very shy, Timmy. You went through a few things in the early stages of um, during school and stuff like that. How did you find that moment being put in that situation, coming to watch? Um, was it did there any nerves getting going through? Uh, yeah, because obviously I'd watched like NPL games before, so I knew I knew who you were. I've watched you and I've listened to you before. Um, they give me a big head. <laughs> you already do. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I was nervous, but once I got there and I and I met Matt, I sort of just felt in my element and I was, I, I think I was still shy then, but I was a bit more like, Oh, I'm, I'm a little bit more, I can just sort of have a look and be a bit nosy without feeling like I'm doing the wrong thing. Cause it's, it's football. It's something that I, I know well, it's, it's something that I enjoy. It's something I'm interested in. So I just wanted to sort of look at every single individual bit, whether it was watching you and Antonis commentate or Matt and Haley doing graphics or going downstairs and watching Jaden produce, just want to see every little bit that I could possibly get. Yeah, there was a lot going on that night. That was a round two um, of the of the league, so it's a long time ago now. But yeah, but I do remember that very clearly. The first time meeting you, um, and I think that's the game where there was uh, two Centafantes, two Pish Canaries, two Mullins, yep. and who's the other one? There's two others on the pitch, and I was freaking oh, out. I loved it. Yeah, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, it was it was a good game to be fair to to come to, and I I hadn't really gone to many MPL games before. That's probably my first. I wouldn't say my first ever MPL game because I think I probably watched my brother play an MPL game years and years ago. But it's probably the first one where I've actually watched and like watched the football. Whereas like when I was younger, you sort of like go to the games and you sort of go across and roll down the hill or play on the scoreboard or something as like a five year old kid. So it's probably the first one in a while where I actually watched the football and I was like, "This is this is cool. I like the environment here." Yeah, it is. Um, it's a it's a really cool environment. But now we're commentating. How did you manage to to craft what you're doing now? Like, what what have you done to try and um, commentate the games and each week to try and get into it? Um, I think a lot of it's just listening and and watching other football matches, no matter the country or or even language. Just listening to the little the nuances that other commentators use and trying to take that on board and putting your own little twist on it and even small other things that you don't even see like the the notes that I know you write too and I write there's so much before the actual game that goes into preparing that you have to I remember the the grand final I had eight pages of notes just with with stats and players and everything um so it's definitely got a lot more streamlined I have a system of how of how I set out each week when I know what games I'm doing. I've got formats of how I want to set out all my research and so I know where to look for my stats. So I definitely, it's gotten a lot easier instead of having to, as I started, I think my first game, I, I, I wrote everything out with a pencil and ruled lines on a, on a piece of paper, but now I do it all digitally. I print out a piece of paper and it's, it's, it's so much easier. Well, see, I still do it. Um, I still draw out the, uh, <laughs> the, the lines on my book in my little, uh, handbook that I've had for so many years now and uh but it's it's still a lot of work but I still do it um yeah because it, it makes me 
get ready into the routine of it. And I always got to, I don't know if you do the same, but you said you listen to games beforehand, but while I'm studying, if no one's at home, I'll chuck it on the TV and I'll chuck a game on uh, in the background just so I can uh, listen and be in the zone of hearing games, hearing the commentator's voice while I'm getting ready for my commentary game. Now, well, because we're, we're in a similar situation, this will be a bit more of a, a conversation than uh, a normal interview. And also we know each other very well. So, um, but it's, we can discuss these moments. Well, what the differences between the two of us on how we do things differently, but with, with that as well, you, the, it's hard um, getting the notes, especially in the local leagues and being able to get everything um, to get, to get to know everyone. But, have you found that a lot easier now? Because I've obviously found it so much easier now being in the second year. Um, what? How's it been for you? Yeah, this quickly, it's it's already gone a lot easier to to know where to look and and who to ask to get information about individual players because it's <laughs> it can be really hard. Some players you get really lucky lucky with who have already had careers like Fabian Barbiero. Pretty easy to yeah. get notes on on him, but then you've got others who, even like a James Temelkovsky, who's relatively unknown in the Australian space, but and but we know he's a great player and and someone who we have plenty of notes on now at the start of the year. You wouldn't have really had anything to to talk about because it's just hard to find information on on those types of people. And trying to find your own style as well. How did you find that for yourself? Because You've obviously got a background of playing locally as well. Um, you're still playing uh, for club. Whereas me, I was self-taught uh, football fan. So I've got a totally, I feel I've got a totally different style because I've come across as a as a football fan. Um, you're the fan plus player. How did you find your style and trying to, to um, mold it around your strengths? Yeah, well, it's funny because because I'm I'm a relatively new foot. Like I was always playing football, but I never ever I never ever watched it. Like if if we had people come over our house to watch an Adelaide United game, everyone would be in the front room, and I'd rather just just go in my room and and, and play Minecraft or something. Oh, really? But yeah, really. Um, and I think my first real game I ever watched on the television was the FFA Cup final in 2019 between Adelaide United and Sydney FC. That was my first game, which I remember watching wow. and being like. Oh, I've actually, I, I didn't know, but I actually, I enjoy this. Like, I, this is, this is really yeah. cool. And then that season, the first season, I remember watching and like keeping up with, with, with lineups and, and transfers and every team around the league. Um, yeah. and that's, that was probably, yeah. So relatively yeah, like four years of being a, a fan and I've, I've gone pretty, pretty heavy into it. Well, it's funny. Um, you said, I don't know it's your interview, but I got a funny moment about that. Uh, Sydney FC, uh, grant the final cup final. I was sitting right next to where the players walked up because I sussed it out. I knew that they do the trophy presentation, um, in the grandstand. So I got the seat right next to the stairway, stairwell. So as the players were walking up, I was there high fiving them all. So fanboying back then, now I'm commentating with some of those players. Um, it's incredible to see the turnaround, but. That's um that was a an, a really cool game for me because uh, that was a really cool moment. It's a bit weird now because now you get to see them every day. And we they're normal people, so but it's um it's amazing. That's your very first experience of uh, LA United as a fan, and that's a that was probably my last one where I fanboyed uh, as an LA United fan. But um, <laughs> it's uh, incredible to see that you just only became a fan so so little uh, short short time ago, but. Now you're trying to hone your craft of commentary. How do you, what are you doing to try and do that? Do you listen back to every uh, every game you do? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely always listen to to myself and just 
because obviously there's some things you remember, like even when, when you're saying it, like during a game, you do remember them and they stay in the back of your mind the whole time. And you're yeah. like, later, I know I'm going to go back and listen to that and see if what I said was, was right. Did I even say it right? Did I say <laughs> the wrong thing? Um, so I always listen back, but then again, like I said, I'll listen to, you got people like Simon Hill who you just, you, you always take, take attention of and listen to Peter Drury in England. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot of listening to others and just trying to see what, what works and what, and what yeah. people like, and just sort of remembering that it's, it's people aren't watching, people aren't watching the football just to listen to us. They're watching the football for the football. We are there to just add to the whole spectacle and give it a bit more emotion. That's the one Absolutely. thing I always keep in my mind. Absolutely. They're not there for us. And we've got to, we're just there to uh, describe the, what's happening and give out, not, well, not give our opinion, but give out uh, our narrative to what the story is on the on the field but um but the thing is i was listening to a podcast on the weekend about commentary to just to get a bit of a gist of uh what others um uh, that are in the game overseas in england uh are talking about it i thought listen to some perspectives of commentary and it's actually given me more confidence because we're all different everyone's very different in what we do now i try to stick stay true to myself how do you try to stay true to yourself? It's, uh, you're only 17. I've got to keep remembering that in this interview because <laughs> you're, um, you're still very, uh, got a very long time to go and you're only uh, very, very young. But how do you try and do that for yourself? Have you, have you spoken to anyone to try and help you in that area? Um, not really, but like, I just feel like whenever I do commentary, I do, I do, I do think I sometimes come off a bit too, um, proper. Whereas like, I, like, you know me, I'm not a very like, formal person but whenever I do commentary I seem to go into like formal mode where I'm not like I don't I don't really make too many jokes so I feel like that's one thing like for me personally I should work on to be a bit more like you do it really well where it's like you you when you commentate it's it is you you know it's you because you you're making puns and everything where it's I think I become a bit too proper and I don't show a bit enough of my own personality enough and try to to make a joke every now and then yeah, well, I think that's not a bad thing either because we're all different. Some people might not like the styles that I yeah. do, and uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got I've got to live with that. And so, not easy, but um, for you coming in now, let's talk about when you're coming into this thing. What's some of the best memories you've had so far? Because uh, it's it's easy to to create moments very quickly, and uh, with the amount of people we're meeting every week, is there some of the moments that stick out for you so far? Uh yeah, um, heaps. Just like you said, the the people we get to meet and. One one really recent one that that was just really surreal and stuck in my mind was was we were both there. It was we were preparing for the pre match of the grand final, and we were already with Joe Gauchi, which already was like ridiculous to me. And then as we're preparing, we're doing our notes. Joe Gauchi opens the door, and you've got Carl Viet, Mark Milligan, all them walking in, and it's just like, yep, that, yep, they're just walking in, yeah, <laughs> like it. They're right next they to me. Jo- yeah, and they made jokes as well about it. Yeah. Um, about us and it was it was, it was it was surreal wasn't it yeah like especially like i have i have friends who who will look up to like <laughs> joe gauchi and everything and i get to to work with people like him and i've worked with carl Veer as well it's 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 for me still as an adelaide united fan i it's it's weird <laughs> like it's so weird <laughs> but yeah. it's so cool it is um it is cool i can see the, the, the smile on you how have you found the welcoming uh because it it must be intimidating as a seventeen-year-old to try and come into this into this uh, into this community um, and try and be welcomed the way you have been. Yeah, well, I'm still definitely much in the process of of meeting people, and people like may know have heard my voice, but don't really 
know who I am. <laughs> um, so that's still uh, still a very new thing of actually people knowing who I am and and actually like meeting for the first time. Um, of course, it's it's it's, an, it's like a it's like any new job, any any new school. It's a little bit intimidating, but once you've got a, a solid group around you like we do now, it's it gets a lot easier to just be able to be confident and just and just meet people and just like commentate with people I've never met before, which I've I've done. I still remember those moments when you meet people for the first time for the commentary. Um, like when I met Vlado for the first time. <laughs> um, it's just, it's some of those moments. I think it's great. I actually prefer the conversations I have with people now, knowing them, uh, then the commentary, the commentary itself, I absolutely love, but it's those, those friendships you build and those relationships with people that I think is the best bit about it. And, and that helps me in my outside life as well. How have you found that, um, creating those relationships with people as well? Uh, well, I, I've, I've made friends through this way. Like I consider you my friend, Antonis, Jaden, Matt, yep. Alessio, everyone, David, Mar, everyone. Like they're all, they're all like, people I can talk to. Um, even though there's a <laughs> there's a considerable age gap, but I still consider you as 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 another as another group of my friends, and it's 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 just I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just it's it's different. Just being able to be a part of that and especially all having the the common interest of of football and being involved in the same area of football yeah it's it's good <laughs> yeah we're we're act like friends but we we banter like brothers sometimes in our group chat <laughs> um which is which we won't go into on here but, <laughs> but how are your family because we've spoken as i mentioned before off air a little bit about your uh your life outside um how you how you deal with certain things um, and confidence. Uh, how have you, how have your family found you coming into this, uh, into this? And what are some of those things that you've had to deal with um, uh, before getting into this situation you're in now? This great moment that you're in right now. Yeah, um, my parents and my and my family have always said I've, I was going to be involved in something that was either <laughs> like whether it's it's theater or movies or TV something. I was always a very um, theater. I was always a very, uh, can't think of the word, just a very out, not outgoing. I can't think of the word. Just a very like person that loves like doing acting and movies and stuff. So I've always, they always thought it was going to be something involved in that. And they've been, and they weren't surprised when I said I want to do something like this because they know how much I love doing football and, and doing stuff related with football. Um, and they've been really supported, supportive, like my dad, especially and my mum taking me to pretty much every game I have to commentate. Um, my dad will always pretty much be at every game I commentate, whether he's just watching by himself. Um, and then my mum will take me sometimes. So I have to thank them quite a lot because they get me places because I can't drive. <laughs> um, and it's, you can't take a train or a bus everywhere. Um, yeah. So like that. And yeah, like you said, things I've had to go through, you know, just, just general growing up, I was pretty bad with panic attacks. Um, and that's just from general stress from from school and and any other sort of things I was doing at the time and you know I've always I've always been a big big advocate for for male or female like talking to someone especially when it comes to mental health mm. um just to to not be scared to have that conversation whether it's with with a close friend or if it's someone you don't know um just seeing how they feel because I know what that's like completely I've had really oh. bad moments um, but like, I would, 
it's it's good to have this now where I can I'm a lot better now. I wouldn't say I'm perfect. I still have bad moments like everyone does. I'm not perfect now, but I'm still a lot better and able to have a year ago I would not be able to to do commentary or do this at all because I would yeah. I would I would yeah, I would have no hope. I would be too scared. I would I would have yeah, it's it's a bit it was complicated and but I'm happy that I'm I'm able to to do this now and I've gotten better and spoken to people. And it's good now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good to see. And we've spoken, as we mentioned, a little bit about this beforehand um, a while ago as well. But and I can relate to you as well. Around, I think it was around your age as well. Not as uh, the same situation, but something along the lines that I went through as well. That took a a while to get through, and my confidence was very, very low. Didn't want to um, go to school camps or nothing, but went through it and uh, ended up going to a year eleven camp. Because I needed some extra safe points, um, but <laughs> <laughs> our school gave it to us if we went on camp. But that confidence wasn't there, and then eventually I came out of my shell. And I feel like you have gone, done that similar thing, but um, you've gone straight into the commentary, which it took me about another six, seven years before I got into the radio scene. But but it's it's inspiring to see that. And how does it make you feel now? What's that, that feeling like when you look back on it? Yeah, it feels good because I know that I don't have to to especially like nowadays you don't have to hide those sort of things you can be really open and just say I'm having a horrible day I don't feel very good I'm I'm upset and it's not no one considers you to be to any less and you can just have a normal chat with someone um so yeah it just feels a whole lot better being able to just be open and have have Mm. that conversation no matter with with who it is um and like I said yeah just especially with that brings a whole level of of self-confidence which I didn't used to have to be able to do stuff like this and the commentating and any other sort of public stuff that I've had to do emceeing or anything like that I've had to do it's 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 really helped being able to to have the conversations and and have other people give you feedback and telling you that you're doing a good job and and they're enjoying what you like because that's that's my favorite thing I love not to sound big heavy but I I just I love having, I love having, I, don't, I even like having bad feedback. I just like hearing what people think of how I'm doing just because yeah. it helps me a lot. And even, yeah, even if people say that they don't like it, that's good. Just tell me why. Don't just say you don't like it at least. Like, give me a reason why. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And uh, with, in regards to the not liking it as well, I've, uh, I've had something, sim- not si- it's a little bit similar. And, uh, but then I think to myself, I'm like, ah, you're listening. That's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially here it's 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 better to have more people listening. I've always thought like another reason for me commentating is I always thought that pe- more people will watch a game if they know it's not just going to be background noise. Like mm. if if you were if you were to go if you were to go on any streaming service and watch a game and there was a game with commentary or a game without commentary, you're going to pick the game with con- commentary no matter the team most of the time. So that's yeah. why I think adding even more voices like me, you, Alessio, Mark, and everything as lead commentators adds to everything even more because just having those voices and, and people you can recognize as, as the people associated with that is, is yeah. just, is just such a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and when you, yeah, when you do it as well, it's after the game, sometimes you have those really good moments, but sometimes I sit in the car and I punch myself like, it's until I get home, like, why did you do that? What, like, you, you shoot yourself down, but then you go back and you see a comment from someone and, you, and they make you feel good again. Um, 
or you just go and watch a game of football or something else and you switch off and sometimes it is hard, but, um, and then you feel good again, but, uh, and we do it all over again. Cause we just, it's something about it, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if, if I've had a, if I think I've had a bad game, I'll, I'll probably be a little bit frustrated and, and everything people will try and reassure me, but obviously I'll just be a little bit stuck in my own head for a little bit and then I'll get home, probably just play FIFA or something and then, and then probably watch it back and just relax a little bit and be like, it's all right. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah, that's what I need. I don't need to get FIFA, but I think I'll be too distracted if I had a, what well, EAFC it's called now. Yeah, but, EAFC. Um, yeah, we could play pro clubs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could do pro clubs. Yeah, I, I need to I need to get it. I haven't done it since I think FIFA 11 was the last time. <laughs> it's a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> I was your age, actually. There you go. Yeah. Jeez. But... Um, but it's it's a great thing that you're doing, um, being involved in commentary, having that extra voice um, and trying to promote the game at a young age like you because a lot of people your age just want to get uh, get with their mates and go out, have fun um, and uh, be a rebel. But you're being disciplined. You're spending I don't know how many hours it takes to, to study for a game and you're doing all those at the age of 17. Um, that's a massive credit to you and also your family around you to be able to do something to support you to do that. Um, so how how do you how does that make you feel like when you think about um, doing all that, the discipline that it's uh, you're putting into it, but all the rewards you're gaining from it as well? Yeah, um, like I said, I've. I love football. It's it's the reason I do it. I love football. I love being involved in any sort of football. I'll do any job there is available to do with with football, just because it's it's a passion. And now I'm happy to say it's it, it, it's a job for me now. Um, it's something that I just enjoy doing. Um, and again, I I just can't thank the people around me enough for just giving me the the resources to be able to constantly go to games and do all this sort of stuff week in, week out. It's, and it's just, I'm having fun and meeting people and, and yeah. having laughs. Yeah. I want to give you, uh, we want to give a credit shout out to Matt Mays as well, because there was a game where you live in the, the Elizabeth or South, sort of, sort of Elizabeth. Elizabeth, but Elizabeth, you live that down that way. And uh, you had a Friday night game after school down in uh, Sullivan beach. So South Adelaide game. Um, that's a massive trick. And yeah, not only- did the did you have to get home? But you took I think you took a train there, and then Matt Mays dropped you off home, and then had to go back to his house <laughs> in the eastern state or eastern suburbs around that area later. So that's a long. I don't think you got home till midnight that night. So you got people like that around you helping you out. How does that make you feel when you got someone that you only met six months prior um, is doing that to help you help you out? Yeah, I'm. Um... I'm I'm just thankful he trusted me in the first place to even do any of this. Um, he's he's probably the one person I have to to thank the most for even giving me the confidence and trust and able to to be able to do this and do all the events and and the big games I've been able to do. Um, and like I said, yeah, that was I, I remember that day very well because it was a <laughs> it was it was a long day after school, having to catch the train into the city, then waiting half an hour in the city, walking around. And taking the beach there, and I think Mark had to pick me up from the train station down south. Went with him, then we went to the game. Got to the game at like five thirty. Game didn't start until seven thirty. Finished at about ten. Had someone to eat after, and then Matt dropped me off at like yeah twelve o'clock at night. And then I think I was I was comment 
spectating the next day because the day after that was West Adelaide versus Adelaide City. So I did that the next day as well. And then I think Adelaide United played the Central Coast uh, the, the same night as well. So me and my dad both went down to West Beach and then from West Beach to the Adelaide United game, then went home. And then I was knackered. <laughs> but, mate, there's, uh, well, there's, uh, you're only young, so there's not too much we can talk about. But uh, your life is very short at the moment. But there's a big career ahead of you. And uh, I want to talk quickly before I let you go. There's um, what is something you're looking forward to doing in the future that is uh, that what you're doing right now is probably helping you as a platform to get to? Something to, I mean, obviously something to do with football, but like you've got the the national second division coming in, a lot more opportunities for for games and, and commentating will come there. That's probably the next step, the next logical yep. step um, to do something like that and just get involved in even like doing an Australia Cup game for like Channel 10 would be amazing, a great experience and just doing more. I just want to do more. I'm always constantly wanting to do to do something and and be involved with something. So I think that's sort of the next step is be able to just have have a way that it's constantly, not constantly, but something that I can always have in the back and like I can do something to do with a football game that's coming up or something to do with general media or football to come up with. Well, there's always uh, there's always room for for more football because uh, we all love it, and uh, the more that yeah time goes on, the more content we want to to consume. So, um, mate, well done to everything you're doing. It's been great to see the the progression. Um, in that short period, I was still I still remember clicking on the link and listening to your uh, to your short um <laughs> to your short reel of uh, commentary that first time. Um, but it's incredible to see how how far you've come and the confidence as well from chatting to you in those early days to, to what you're doing now. You've got to be proud of yourself, mate, because this is incredible to see what you're doing and uh, it's good to to have um, more people in the game, promoting the game at such a young age as well, fresh ideas as well, which is what is good. Yeah, I think that's something I, I always very much want to, to look for is definitely looking to get the game towards more people of my age that might not be as involved or interested in the more of the the media side rather than just watching the premier league and just watching the games being able to be involved in things such as as the media side and being involved just see the premier league doing a lot i think that's something that we need to do a lot better in australia as a whole is getting more of like the 15 to i mean anywhere from like the 13 to 20 year old age bracket to get more involved in just general football chat and media because i think that's that's your next generation. You have those players looking up to the likes of Nestoria and Kunda and Garan Quoll and and all the others. And yeah, I, yeah. I think that's that's a big goal of mine is to be able to get more people my age involved in in this sort of area and bring, like you said, fresh ideas, new ways to engage people and and just get the game as big as possible. Absolutely, mate. Well, you're doing a good job to start with right now, and uh, we'll keep it going because. Um... We're gonna be uh, you're gonna be my competition uh, one day, so <laughs> nah, we'll be mates forever, which is good. Um, and that's what I love about this game is we're always uh, creating new friends and uh, a great community uh, we're building um, within the the commentary area. But um, before I let you go, I've got to do the kicking it questions. Um, and since you're underage, I've got to change the second one a little bit. But um, <laughs> the first one is kicking it. Uh, who would you love to kick it with on the park if you had the chance with anyone in the world? Oh, um, I've I've got three favorite players. It would either be Kevin De Bruyne, Gareth Bale, or Lionel Messi. Mm, good choices, mate. 
Any any reason behind those uh, three? Uh, oh, Kevin De Bruyne is just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, definitely play I look up to in my own like me playing personally. Mm. Gareth Bale just incredible player. Um, I have a soft spot for Wales due to the, the team I support. Um, and Messi's Messi's Messi Messi's Messi. It's as simple as that. So Wales and Messi. The second question uh, of the kicking the questions, mate. Who would you love to kick it with on a Saturday night? Um, and since you're underage, who would you love to kick it with and have uh, a couple of Pepsi Colas with and watch some football? <laughs> someone locally and someone internationally. Um, oh, that's hard. That's hard. It is hard, isn't it? But you know what? Everyone yeah. I've had on here has broken the rules. They can they come up. Some people, I think they said Dwayne The Rock Johnson or uh, <laughs> you can do anything. Some people do their partner. Your family? No, no. I'll try. I'll try and stick. To, I'll try and stick. To, I'll Some try occasions? and stick to football. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't. I would probably pick you as as right. local. To be honest, really? um, there you go. Yeah, you I and reckon. Dialogich. You and Dialogic are the two that have chosen me. There you go. <laughs> and then internationally, oh, oh, who'd be cool? Who'd be cool? I'm just trying to think of players that I've I've looked up to. And I just think it'd be cool to just just hang out with and have a chat. I mean, even like, even though I've met him, like Joe Gauchi seems mm. sound. Like he just seems like a normal guy and I'd just literally play a game of FIFA and just watch games or something would be cool. I think he's uh, he's heavily into Call of Duty from uh, that Keep Up uh, documentary that, yeah. he did, that he did. Um, So I, there you go, you could be playing COD with him. I've never <laughs> even seen, I don't even know how COD works, but um, <laughs> you could probably do that. I couldn't, but you could. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I'm not that too good at it either. So, <laughs> um, well, there you go, mate. Well, so Joe Gauchi, he's not always oh, in the international. He plays for played for the Socceroos. Um, so bending the rules um, slightly, but bending the rules slightly. But um, you broke the rules with me as well. You didn't have to choose me <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm in the room. <laughs> I know what but you're mate, like. <laughs> what in a good way or a bad way? In a good way. In a good way. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> just good. <straight>. Well, mate, thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure to to share your brief story. Um, or we didn't get to touch on everything because well, we've already been a, a little while talking already, but we could talk forever. There's so much to talk about in this local football scene and uh, what you're doing. And I've spoken to a lot of people about you behind your back. Um, and wow, uh, all good. All wow, good. okay, good. I see how but it is. There's been <laughs> no, but it's been a lot of praise um, about you. And uh, when I tell people your age, they absolutely. Uh, can't believe it for, for what you've done in such a short time but uh, you're doing good things mate keep it going and uh, thank you for sharing your story and opening up here on Kicking the Local mate yeah thank you for having me mate pleasure this was Young Commentator only 17 years old 7-0 on Kicking the Local make sure you subscribe to Kicking the Local wherever you get your podcast so you can get a taste of the SA football community Plus, follow at Kicking It Local SA on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss any of the action. See you soon.